Thanks for subscribing to the ZonCon podcast, the podcast all about Amazon conversations. We discuss building a brand on Amazon, how to find products, how to source, how to launch, and how to grow a brand on and off Amazon. We also talk about building the ultimate lifestyle. The two hosts are Jana and Andrew. Jana Hull is a doctor, mama four, selling on Amazon for the past three years. She lives in northern Idaho. She is passionate about philanthropy, investing, business, and making life a game. Andrew Erickson is an engineer entrepreneur who has been selling on Amazon for three years, went full-time last year, traveling around the world with his lovely wife, living the digital nomad lifestyle. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Andrew Erickson. And Dr. Jana Hall. We are interviewing one of our good friends, Paul. He is an amazing seller, an amazing person. I'm really excited about this interview. Me too. Tell us a little intro, like how you know Paul. Well, I've known Paul for about three years now. We we almost met in Cabo in Mexico <laughs> at a Rapid Crush event uh, where it was like a $10,000 mastermind and we were in, I was in group A and he was in group B. So we actually, our paths didn't quite cross there, but we started communicating via messenger from a group chat. And uh, so we, we've been in each other's inboxes for three years, almost daily. And then luckily both of us uh, connected in China at Athena's event, China Magic. So we officially met in the elevator on the 99th floor of... <laughs> The Four Seasons in Guangzhou, and it's just been a wonderful friendship for me. Um, everyone's going to know how amazing Paul is by the end of our, our interview, but people who know him in real life know that he's a great businessman, a very devoted father and husband. He, In fact, I, I kind of like to tease him because he always has a picture of his family at the ready, like, oh, do you want to see my gorgeous family? <laughs> <laughs> He's he's a total family man. Um, but yeah, so tell us more about yourself, like your journey into Amazon and just your journey with your career generally. Well, thank you, Andrew and Jana, for your amazing introduction. I didn't recognize myself. Um, that was very kind. Um, yeah, I mean, after talking to Jana for three years uh, on, on, on a messenger group, I thought we already knew her really well. So when I saw her in China... It was like, yeah, I know you. And then we worked out that actually, no, we had not ever actually met. But uh, it was crazy. But yeah, thank you very much for having me on on your uh, your podcast. Yeah, our pleasure. We are here. Actually, I am sitting with Paul in Windsor, England. We're sitting maybe a few miles or kilometers. I say kilometers here. Miles. Miles, few miles, few miles. From the actual Queen of England, right? From her favorite castle. Her favorite castle, yeah, yep. So, uh, Paul took me around, we saw the city today, it was pretty fantastic. It looks like a beautiful place, very, lots of flowers and quaint buildings. Lots of history. Yeah, so one thing I want to ask Paul, like, uh, you have shown me a lot of your products and your brand, and I'm just amazed by your brand and, and what you're doing, especially with some of your social media and your many chat chatbots. I'm just kind of curious, uh, before we talk about the whole, what your brand and how you're focusing on certain things, I'm curious what kind of brands interest you and, and get you excited and you kind of base your stuff around. Okay, well, um, I have quite a background with children. I, I love kids. Uh, I've got my own kids and grandkids. Um, but for the last 20 years, I was uh, a children's pastor working uh, for 
my local church. Uh, we did a lot of work uh, with children in deprived areas uh, in and around uh, where, where we are, west of London. But also I did a lot of work with children in South Africa and Burkina Faso. So I have a big heart for kids. And um, the brand that uh, I now have on Amazon is, is a kid's brand. Um, kids arts and craft and fun type brand. And little did I know that all these years of working with children in the church, an element of that was actually marketing to kids. And uh, I didn't realise at the time, but that, that's come in to what I now do uh, in, my, in my business on Amazon. That's great. What kind of like big brands are you inspired by? I remember you were telling me earlier about how you were changing some of your branding around to focus on, the, to kind of imitate some of the larger brands. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Lego, Play-Doh. Crayola, those type of fun brands. And uh, when I was working out my logo, I I was looking at their logos just to see the type of things that they did. And and actually, if you look at those brands, even the logos themselves, they just shout out fun to you. But actually, they're very simple, very, very childlike, as you would expect. Big smiles in the logos and things like that. And that's really what kind of helped me and inspired me after a few iterations, I must say. Did get it wrong initially for a few times, but eventually um, with the logo that we ended up with, yeah, it, it did mimic those types of, uh, of brand. So since we're, we like talking about the actual nitty gritty of how we do these things, how were you hiring branding experts? Are you hiring graphics guys? Are you going to Fiverr? Are you just sketching something on a piece of paper? How do you go about making these logos? A lot of talking with my wife. It's good to talk to someone that you're close to and bounce lots of ideas off of. My son is really into design and fashion, and so it's good also talk to him as well. I've I've done a few things with working out. I've, I've had three iterations of my brand. First one was done by me, and it was very corporate and very boring. We then went back to the drawing board, and I got on with a, a really lovely guy that I met in, in Carbo and uh, he had a similar type of brand and he was he went into like a cartoon character so I developed a cartoon character with uh, the graphic designer that he used uh, but as I said earlier my son who's really into fashion and design and uh, he's really pretty good when it comes to things like um, branding he looked at this um, crazy cartoon character I had and he says Paul Dad, that is absolutely awful. So it was back to the drawing board and and looking at the bigger brands like Crayola and Lego and people like that. One of the most powerful things I found in my Amazon journey is not necessarily what you know, it's who you know. And it's your network of friends. And um, many of the people that I met, for example, in the Carbo group um, three years ago, Jana being one of them, but also in um, China Magic and also in Israel this year, um, you build up a wealth of, of contacts and you can bounce things off of them. You can ask, is, does anyone know anyone good with logos? And I did that with the Carbo Group and someone recommended this guy in Indonesia and his specialism was was logos and he's designed, for me, just the perfect logo. Um, but I have different people that I use for different things. I've got a guy, he's good for logos, he's not good for Amazon listings met someone else who's absolutely killing it with Amazon image, image listings. Horses for courses. It's just going to different people for different 
requirements that you have in your business. What I find really amazing about your brand is you say it's targeting children, but it's also targeting like parents. And you had to find this way of sort of balancing out what a parent looks for and what a child looks for. Like it has to appeal to the mom when she's buying on Amazon, but when it comes into the house, it needs to appeal to the child. So I I think yours is so vibrant, so exciting, and it really strikes that balance well. So well done. Thank you. You've got to know who your target audience is. And okay, the target user is the child, but actually the buyer is the mum. And so you've really got to tick the boxes with with the American mums. That's one thing I always struggle with is if I know my my target audience, I know my avatar, I know my, my group that I'm marketing to. I know this is a big loaded question maybe, but how do I market to them? How do I, how do I know I'm reaching them? I mean, it, obviously sales at the end of the day, if you can sell products to these people, yes, you're doing a good job. But how do you critique? How do you get better? I mean, are you doing focus groups with children or are you just leveraging your experience with children or you use your own children? Like, how do you know you're talking to these people? I've got a lot of experience working with children over the years, which I explained earlier. I've also got a house full of children. I can experiment with my kids. (laughs) Uh, And and my my own daughters are obviously now mothers and I can talk to them. So... There's a lot of family connection that helped me a lot as well. It's, it's trial and error. I mean, for me, it's taken three and a half, four years to to continually evolve the brand and the product range and to very much look at things like packaging and to ensure that the packaging had... Uh, so the main image, as you know, on Amazon is the most important image. So you want colour and vibrancy and the product itself, of course, to be very much in your face uh, on the main image. But also, for me, I totally redesigned all the packaging so that the packaging was equally vibrant, in your face, and the logo was as big as I could possibly make it. So that helped build brand identity. And uh, I'm now finding within my niche that people are searching by the brand name. It, I'm not saying it oh, is wow. a household name yet, but it's beginning to be. And, you know, it is hitting bestseller within its niche. Wow. You know, Andrew was just saying, how do you know that you're striking the chord inside of your your customer? And I think one of the answers to that is how much engagement you get. I'm a customer and a VIP club member of yours. And so I'm lucky enough to watch... I'm lucky enough to watch your your customer interaction. So could you tell us kind of what your strategy is with interacting with customers? Because honestly, I've never engaged with a company the way that your company engages with me and I engage with yours. So maybe are you willing to tell people kind of how you approach that? I've tried to build up a following on Facebook. Um, I've grown the number of likes to the page quite a lot over the recent months. And really, uh, the way that has happened is through Messenger Bot. I've invested a lot of time over the last six months of growing a subscriber base. We've just yesterday passed um, the 4,000 mark. It's just making sure that my goal is to grow that by 1,000 a month. And um, that's certainly been happening over the last two or three months. Part of the plan is to not pester the subscriber with too many posts, but try and be very selective in what you're saying, but do offer genuinely good deals and try and keep them informed on uh, the latest products that you're now releasing to the marketplace. And also try and ascertain who are people that just want a quick deal and just want a big discount coupon code versus those that are genuinely 
fans, real real raving fans of your, of your brand. So, for example, yesterday I just sent out a, a fresh broadcast just asking, you know, we're looking for people that are raving fans. Is that you? And uh, really didn't want to put any pressure on anyone to hit yes. And even if they did hit yes, I gave them a, an option to unsubscribe from that. But yesterday I, I, I managed to find that 25% of my US subscriber base were Raven fans. Wow, that is incredible. I think a lot of big companies would be jealous of those numbers. <laughs> I, I've been told that a 10% open rate with emails is amazing and a 1% conversion is incredible. And here you have yeah. a 25% conversion rate, which is incredible. So I just want to take a step back. And, and this program we're talking about is ManyChat, which we've mentioned before on the podcast. And it's just kind of the new hotness right now in in the Amazon and marketing world. And it's just the free software. And it's you know it's, it's a way you're able to, to message your customer base, your, these lists on, um, on, on Messenger. And the open rates and the conversion rates are just incredible on this thing right now. And Paul, if you don't mind, can you, can you tell us a little bit more of exactly how you're getting this audience of a thousand people per month? I mean, is it Facebook ads? Is it friends? Is it who, who's doing it? Where are they coming from? It's probably coming from a number of sources. Um, so all of my uh, Facebook ads that are you know that are advertising maybe a new product, for example, you're always trying to then engage those people to join your VIP. VIP club as well. All of my packaging, I've amended that over recent months to also invite people into the fan club. So the packaging, how do they get hooked into uh, the messenger through the packaging? On the packaging, I would have a link to uh, lead digits Mm. where they can text uh, a number or, or a phrase to lead digits and then that would then thank them for responding and, and immediately send them across into my chat. Wow, so that's pack- amazing. As we call it, that's a value bomb just dropped right there. Boom. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something people would pay a lot of money um, to random courses out there to teach them that little strategy. And you just gave it away for free. We appreciate that. <laughs> Very simple. So just, just uh, to reiterate, on the package itself, there's a link you can go to or number you can text. Yeah. Number you can text. Text this number to this number. Yes. So lead digits, you text the text the number, and basically you can get that hooked into many chats. Yeah. And it's very simple. That's incredible. And you, these are your actual customers that you're getting from your product you know, from your products because the only way they could get they could text that number is that they bought the product. Yes. So yeah. you're getting those people engaged into your list. That is incredible. I love that. Also, all of my Facebook ads are also engaging people into the list. And uh, thirdly, I, I am running a continual competition where they can win a free uh, version of my product. He's also getting reviews through this. Just so robust. It's amazing. That's amazing. I'm really excited. That's one thing that I have been working on uh, quite a bit is mini chat. That's just something that everyone should should uh, take a look at is how, how to use these things and how to get the flow set up. Um, this is kind of a little aside on that really quick, Paul. Did you ever use uh, Steve Simonson pro- Simonson's product, or as you like to call him, Simon Stevenson? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Did so, you try that chatbot builder? Yeah, it's called Sellerbot, and um, I was a beta tester on that product. 
and um, it's getting increasingly robust and um, I believe it has a tremendous uh, future and potential. I actually use it to already today to give to dish out all of my coupon codes. So ManyChat okay. will talk to Sellerbot and it's a much, much easier process than using Zapier, which most people use, which is really convoluted. The Zapier solution is just a pain in the bottom. Um, but Sellerbot feeding coupons into ManyChat works sweetly. Oh, okay. Interesting. I wonder if they knew that that was going to be a usage or if that's just sort of a happy accident. Yeah, I don't know. But I think they're going to gain a lot of subscribers to Sellerbot just because of that feature alone. But actually yeah. Sellerbot is it's specifically designed for Amazon sellers. It's Amazon right. sellers that have built the software because they know the requirements that we guys have. Is this free service or no? It's a paid service, um, but it, so it thirty dollars a month. Well, that's initial. I think they want it to become a hundred quite soon. Oh, um, okay. but you, you as you grow your subscriber base on ManyChat, you soon get racking up big fees there too. Ah, so ManyChat is cheap at the beginning, but by the thousand, the price increases. How much? So if you're sitting on ten thousand person list, how much does that cost? I don't know for sure. I think it's probably. and it grows and grows. So, Paul, I remember sitting on a train with you uh, zipping across the countryside of China and you telling me about something else that you're working on on the side of being an Amazon seller right now. And it had to do with real estate. Uh, Can you kind of tell us what it is you do? Because it's super unique and I don't I don't know anyone else doing something like this, but I think it could actually be a really amazing business venture. Well, we Brits don't know what real estate is. I assume you mean property. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I have investment a prop- properties. Or, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm joking. Yeah, I have a property uh, business on the side as well. In fact, it was the property business that got me into the Amazon business because a lot of people that invest in property, they eventually run out of deposit money and they need to find ways of raising further finance. And uh, I would attend various property meetings and um, it was there that I learned about the Amazon opportunity. And it was actually a UK property training company that branched out into Amazon training, which actually first got me uh, involved in the Amazon journey. Um, But going back to your question, Jana, a type of property in the UK called HMO, Houses of Multiple Occupancy. And so basically we've got a few properties uh, in a local town that is a very popular blue chip town where you've got lots of graduate trainee schemes so you get lots of young people that have just finished uni and they're looking for they've got their first job but they need accommodation so we we will take a a property where we see that it could be converted into five or six bedrooms and we will rent the property out for young professionals um, on a room by room basis so we pay for all of the the bills and uh, the council tax and they just pay the room only we carefully select the people that go into those properties so they're all of a similar type of people and we we really try to up the standard of accommodation so that we find that if the quality of accommodation is good that the tenants really look after the property as well so um, I'm not calling it hotel like but you know it's really of a good standard and a good quality it's almost like a really nice a dorm style living for young professionals. Yeah. That's something that we've talked about before. And Jan, I think you just moved into a new house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this last weekend. I just finished moving today, really. 
And so we're, we're both interested in property, and I, uh, I know this is off topic from Amazon, but what do you think? What, compare and contrast. What's, what's better? The Amazon private label business, the wholesaling from, from China business, or the, or the real or property? Right, property. 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 Well, property, they call it, <laughs> they call it safe as houses. And um, ah. it is safe and it is secure. I know property prices fluctuate up and down, but overall, if you look at the long term, it's a long term sound investment. And uh, it's short term, is actually bringing me an income as well. Um, but I find Amazon much more challenging. And, uh, much in a good way or in a bad way? Well, I enjoy it, so I'm not complaining, but it eats all of my time. Whoever sold the line that an Amazon business you do from a beach and it doesn't require any hours of the week is just talking out of, you know what, um, The it's hard work, it's hard graft. And okay, you can have VAs that help you, but it's still very demanding. Whereas I, I can do my property business in my sleep. That's the truth of the matter. That's how my take on it anyway. Yeah. So I would like to, and we will, we do plan to to um, withdraw money from the Amazon business or more strictly speaking, get the Amazon business to pay back the property business um, from its investment to it um, so that we can continue on that property journey. But at the moment, all of my time and energy and also finance is, is very much involved within Amazon. Do you have an Amazon exit strategy or are you willing to talk about that right now or... Well, I have a goal, um, but the, the goal may change, um, or the implementation, or the or the outworking of it may change. The, the The longer term goal is in three to five years that we'd sell the business, and um, we would then take that money and invest it in more property, and that would be over time and pension income. Um, but the way the Amazon business is going at the moment, it may be that that is a long term business that needs to be kept held, held off. I don't know. So quite flexible on the matter. Do you, when you build your business, do you build it with the mindset that you will be selling it in three years, three to five years? Do you have a different mindset or you just, or you just grow it so that it's better six months from now? Yeah, I think it's important at the outset that you have the, the longer game in mind and you should be building a number of assets that make the property, sorry, the, the business more and more appealing to a potential buyer. And obviously that's, um, net profit uh, and a track record of net profit that you can show but it's also things like selling off of Amazon it's having a good subscriber base um, it's having someone that's becoming a household name all those things are what go- is going to make your business attractive so yeah you want to build that that those series of assets I mean even SOPs would be another asset that a potential buyer would be looking for so, but you need to be doing those things anyway, because if, you, if you're serious about your business, you need to be seeking for ways for it to grow year on year. You know, I seek to grow my business by at least 50% year on year. And even to compete with the people that you're competing with, because if you're not growing, they will be. I mean, it's a market share, so. This is all fun and games, and I love building these things, but I'm curious, why do we do this? What is your big why, Paul? Well, for me, I... I, before working in my Amazon business, as I said earlier, I had spent nearly 20 years working for the church and I've invested a lot of my prime years of, of my career in, in um, building a children's ministry that is, is international, both uh, locally in the UK, but also 
in South Africa and in Burkina Faso. And um, my dream is to continue to fund those those projects, those initiatives. Um, I, I want to invest in myself. I want to invest in my own children, but I also want to invest in these these children of the world as well. So there's three different things that I'm very keen to to uh, put my resources to over the coming years. Paul, I love that. That's one thing that really inspired me that you shared shared with us when we first met you is that you have this big philanthropy goal. You want to donate a very big chunk to your your mission in Africa and particularly for very poor children. You told me more about uh, how you worked with them and stuff. And I, I just love that idea and it's very, very inspiring to me and I hope I'm in a position someday I can be just like you. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not there yet. Uh, you know, I do my bit today, but the goal is that I hope to be in a position where I can do a lot more in future years. The cool thing is, I think a lot of us have this idea that we would like to help or you know support different organizations, but we don't know how because we don't we're not intimately involved with the organizations, and there's like risk that you might not be getting what you pay for or things like that. But I love that you've actually had your feet on the ground with this organization and you can trust what's going to be done with your money and things like that. Have you ever marketed, I'm like, have you advertised that you are giving a percent of proceeds or have you, I've heard that as a strategy. And Yeah, we we have thought and uh, played with the idea quite a bit. I haven't implemented that yet. I I think I would like to. Another idea that's floating around my mind at the moment is telling my customer base that, look, we as a business send uh, a percentage of our profits to this particular charity and uh, you too can do the same because there's the Amazon Smile Initiative. What I'm looking at at the moment is to get the charity that I'm currently involved with to be um, a charity that Amazon identify with. And I could actually get my subscribers to, if they're not donating to any, if they've not nominated a charity, they could nominate the charity that we support, which subsequently involves not just sales of my product, but actually all purchases on Amazon, a small percentage by that customer will go to that charity. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I never thought about that before. And that's that's purely from Amazon. Wow. So actually having Amazon sponsor the charity themselves, right? Yeah. Wow. So this is a this is like the the interview question that you never want to be asked. Tell us about all of your mistakes. Just kidding. I'm not going to ask you to tell us your mistakes. But is there anything that you would do different? Or you know, like let's say we're having this chat back at the Cabo Mastermind, and someone walks up and says, "Don't do this," or "Always do that." What's the advice you would give your past self? When I first started the journey, I would I would buy 500 units uh, as a test and. Only once I proved it to myself would I then buy more, but of course I would run out of stock. So I think once I had began to learn the skills that we've learned uh, on the Amazon journey, I should have been a bit more aggressive. I mean, I feel that I have been aggressive, but that I could have been even more aggressive in terms of the initial order quantity. Um, I've just launched a new product this week, actually, and uh, it's the first time that a test order for me was a whole container load. But I had that much confidence in, in the product. So 6,000 units is what I've brought in my last new product. Um, but I'm very confident in, in, in the product. And um, 
the niche and its competitiveness or a lack of competitiveness. Okay, wait, just want, stop right there. What tools did you use to figure all of this data out that gave you so much confidence you would buy an entire container full? I just used the standard tools that are available to all of us. You look at Jungle Scout and you can look at how competitive a, a, a search term is. And um, I saw that this particular search term was not competitive. There was only about when I first looked at this six months ago, there was only two companies selling this product. Uh, interestingly, now there are uh, about six or seven new entrants in the last few weeks. Um, but also looking at the two people there in the beginning, I could see. So I was using Jungle Scout just to look at how many that company was selling. I saw that they were selling uh, close to $100,000 per month. Um, and there was only two companies selling this product. So they're the things that gave me confidence. And I also saw poor listings, poor images, and I also saw a product that I could improve. So it was all of those things together that gave me confidence. Oh, I love that. Just the fundamentals then. Yeah, yeah, everything that we've been taught. How is the launch going? It's it's one week old. Um, we've shifted 150 units in the last five, six days. Still got zero reviews, so I'm very keen to get reviews, <laughs> Jana. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, the giveaways are going. On its way. The giveaways are going really well. Uh, it's now on page one, position six, uh, but I'm waiting to get it to uh, position one. Wow! I'm excited to hear your Uber success in a month or two. Writing myself a mental note right now to check the check up on you with that product uh, uh, maybe in October. Oh yeah. So I mean the other thing, Jana, is you saw me in China saying that I was about to buy fifteen products and I had my checkbook yeah. ready, but actually I didn't. I, um, mm. I I've actually bought fewer products, but more quantity of those products, um, and really zoned in and also focused on the states rather than sending these products worldwide as well. Really trying to use the states as my as my proving platform. Do you think it's more important to focus on a small set of listings and really hone the listings and really tr track the keyword ranking? Or do you think it's better to just launch more products? I think it's. I think the long game is that you have a whole team of people working for you that can do all of these things for all of these products. When you're beginning and there's only you and maybe one other VA, I don't think you can afford to launch multiple SKUs. You really need to... There is so much you need to be doing with the SKUs that you are launching. I think less, but go harder on it. So you're deep rather than wide is kind of your philosophy. Who do you learn from? Does anybody mentor you? Do you follow any of these uh, gurus? Any, any events that you really like that uh, you learn a lot from? I'm with a, a, a mastermind group in London that we meet up um, every two months. And you know they've become really good friends and um, we learn together. So that's good. I learned a lot uh, this year from going to uh, Athena's uh, China Magic Group. Again, you meet fantastic people, great mentors, but it's it's not just the mentors. The mentors are great, but it's the people, and the and the, and the network. Your network is is so powerful. The breakfasts and the taxi rides and the late nights and yeah, yes, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, Jana, you are such the a dancing. Help. Yeah, well, they're not dancing. They're attempting to dance. So, answering your question, it's your—it's the power of your network. Really making good friends that are at the same level as you, or maybe a bit further advanced than you, as well as the superstars who are way ahead of you. Because I find a lot of superstars out there—they're really—they're so much 
give in this business. So many people want to help one another and it's so encouraging. So I think it's important that I help newbies uh, as much as I can as well and to have that that spirit of giving. Specifics, I mean, I think the magic group was brilliant. I then went to uh, Toma's um, event in Israel which was just outstanding. Toma really knows his stuff, but he had pulled together some fantastic people, great speakers, and uh, some sellers are really crushing it. So Toma's been a personal great help to me. A guy called Moshi Newman in New York, he's been amazing. He's been a great help to me as well. I think he's going to be one of the mentors at the next China Magic, I heard. Yeah, I was meant to have a call with him now, and it's this podcast oh. that, that oh, no. me having the call. But it's you okay. just patch him in. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> it's his brother, Joel, that has really transformed my listings. The images, That's they're right. all from Joel. Pretty incredible. Very visual. Like answering all the FAQs are answered in the images. It's insane. Paul, this has been an amazing interview. I love what you are doing with many chats and how you're getting subscribers from Facebook and getting subscribers from your packaging. And I love uh, your philanthropy mission. I think it's just absolutely incredible. It's very inspiring to me. And I I, uh, really want to thank you for coming on to the podcast with us. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. You're a good friend and you're a great seller and a amazing human thank you very kind thank you so much all right guys thanks for tuning in this is andrew erickson i'm dr Jana hall bye-bye